Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Back in on Out of Bounds, Dusty Likens, Nick Price. We've been live and local, and I can't emphasize that more enough. We were live and local from uh, Arrowhead as it is rookie minicamp day one. It opened up today. Pretty insane. You got three players to speak. You got Andy Reid to speak. He brushed Tyree Kill content right out of the chute. Obviously, it's not about Tyree Kill. It was about those rookies getting uh, their numbers, getting, uh, getting their position, and getting their face basically put on the map when it comes to Kansas City. Yeah, their first exposure to the media and to the fans today. Yeah, and the players that spoke were Nicole Hardman, Juan Thornhill, Colin Saunders. All of which, the questions that you wanted to hear, at least I wanted to hear, actually got answered. I wanted to know the background of why Juan Thornhill chose number 22. I wanted to know why 17 was chosen. Because, I mean, we don't really have a lot to get uh, when it comes to these players that have just been signed. By the way, four of six rookies have been signed um, that were drafted just a week ago. So football, I mean, it's I mean, it's basically here, man. When you go to the AFC Championship game and you damn near go to the Super Bowl, the season extends, right? It's kind of like when you went to uh when the Chiefs went to the or when the Royals went to the World Series back-to-back years. It seemed like baseball literally was played for like 750 straight days because yeah. you went all the way to November, then baseball starts in February, then it starts again in spring and like April, and of course baseball starts so early these days. But again, Rookie minicamp started today. Then you're going to have training camp in July. Before you know it, it's going to be August. And before you know it, the Chiefs will be in Jacksonville, and they'll be playing the Jags, and they'll be playing uh, Nick Foles. And, uh, boy, that game will be pretty fun to watch as well because there's a little bit of uh, role reversal now as the the Jags came in last year coming out of the AFC Championship game and as losers to the Patriots. Yeah, we got to think about Nick Foles was on the Chiefs not too long ago, too. And now the Chiefs come out of the AFC Championship losing to the Patriots. So you have the... Runner, runner up versus the runner, runner, runner up uh, coming up in uh, in uh, September 8th when they travel to Jacksonville. But something else that was kind of noticeable when it comes to this is, of course, it shouldn't be as a surprise, but it's the fact that they ask, did you talk to Patrick Mahomes when you were drafted? Some of them said, yeah, I had a conversation with him. I believe it was, uh, I believe it was uh, hard. Was it? Yeah, it was Nicole Hardman. He was the one that said, yeah, he called me, said he's excited to see what's going on, everything like that. So, McCole Hardman in a conversation, obviously, he's a receiver. He's an offensive weapon. Right, makes they, sense. That they plan to come in. So, Patrick Mahomes, you know, we already heard what Andy Reid said to him. He's like, 
I haven't thrown a deep ball to you all day, man. Like, get ready for it. Yeah, we're going to wear you out, man. Yeah, we're going to wear you out. <coughs> Every time. <laughs> Every time. I feel like he says like a 24-7 cough. Um, so, the thing about that is, is we get to this Patrick Mahomes situation. And I got to take a little bit of a turn from rookie minicamp, and we go into Patrick Mahomes because if you haven't already, and we need all the help we can get, tune in Mondays at 5 a.m. or download the podcast Game of Thrones. A show that has no name. Right. Myself, Nick Price, come aboard, man. If you're on this final season, get into it. But either way, Patrick Mahomes is Jon Snow, a.k.a. he's Aegon Targaryen. For those of you that don't follow Game of Thrones, I'm sorry. But basically, all you need to know if you don't follow Game of Thrones, Jon Snow is the man. He is who everybody looks up to. He's whenever he speaks or he walks or he fights, they follow And what I bring this up is we have a team that is divided. And when I say divided, I mean you have your fans that are Tyreek Hill deserves a chance. We don't know all the evidence. We don't know what's really going on with Tyreek Hill. That's one side. The other side is the hell with Tyreek Hill. I don't want him anywhere near my franchise. I'm done. He injured a kid. I have nothing, but I just don't want anything to do with Tyreek Hill. I want him away from here. And then you have the other side of fans, three-sided faces of fans, where they say, you know, I just hope the right thing happens, but if this, if he's on the team and it helps us win a Super Bowl, then I'm cool with it. Right. I'm not going to tell you how to be as a sports fan. No, that's, that's on you to take the facts that you have and make your own opinion of it. That's not what I'm supposed to do. No. My, my, what I'm supposed to do is somehow find some crazy damn analogy to compare Patrick Mahomes to Jon Snow. And that's what I'm going to do. Because the Tyreek Hill situation as a fan is completely divided. But Patrick Mahomes will bring everyone together once the season starts or once you get more tape of Patrick Mahomes. If you remember, Nick Price, last year the Chiefs' social media in training camp went crazy with Patrick Mahomes. Oh, yeah. They were taking slow-mo throw pictures and videos of him throwing in the rain. They were taking videos of Patrick Mahomes just walking down the hill. And it was all that. And everybody just kind of blocked out everybody else. And it was all about 15. Basically, when you watch Game of Thrones, now you can jump on the Arya Stark bandwagon, but that just started about last year. But it's always been about Jon Snow. Just like it's always going to be about number 15 and Patrick Mahomes. So when I say this, and people say, I just don't know if I can watch a team like this or I can't support a team like this, but yet Patrick Mahomes will calm those things down because that's the type of player that this town has been blessed with getting. Because just like Jon Snow, Patrick Mahomes is just the highest character guy that you could possibly have, and it's that kind of guy that can bring everybody together to fight for a greater cause, as Jon Snow does, or bring everybody together in Kansas City to fight for the run of the Super Bowl, which has eluded this town for 50 years. Exactly. And to take a nugget from Game of Thrones, the Wildlings and the Crows, or the men of the the Night's Watch, never got along. No. Ever. So one side of a fan base doesn't get along. Another side of the fan base doesn't get along because they have different point of views. Here comes Patrick Mahomes, Jon Snow, brings these two together and says, hey, there's a bigger cause. Let's lead by example in this city. Let's be what we can be as positive as possible because it is the NFL and these stories will continue to happen because the NFL cares more about the dollar than it does about your kid. That's just the God's honest truth. Yeah. 
I'm sorry it sounds very blunt, but that's just the truth. So when Patrick Mahomes steps in and takes the field, everybody's going to be like, oh, you know what, Patrick Mahomes, that's my guy. Yeah, chief season. When it's you here. look at all the jerseys bought, number 15 is the most popular one. They're not buying. I'm going to buy a Colin Saunders jersey. It is what it is. Yeah. I, I can do it. My weight indicates that I can. If you go to the Jay Binkley, you got to be about the same amount of spins to wear a certain jersey. I'm too heavy and too fat to wear a Patrick Mahomes jersey. But I'm not fat. I'm not too fat to wear a Colin Saunders jersey because you can't get higher than 99. No. But to go back to Patrick Mahomes, everyone together for a greater cause is his mantra. That's what he's going to do. He works with kids that want a chance to get a little bit of hope and aspire, and he dropped that on Jimmy Fallon. He's the nice guy, the young kid. He's the MVP. Somebody says, so is Tyreek Theon in this, in this scenario? <sighs> Not quite yet. No. He's Theon when he took over Winterfell right now. Right. Right? So, no more spoilers. So, you look at what Patrick Mahomes can do there. And everybody right now, because the only thing they can base everything they have off right now is just the news that is just continuously curveballs that comes with Tyreek Hill. He called the cops. The text messages came out. The most horrific audio that could have possibly came out came out. And yet, here's Patrick Mahomes, warden of the North, heir to the Iron Throne, the Mad King, Tom Brady, who sits on it right now. Not for long. Patrick Mahomes comes in, saves the day, unites the city of fans that are such in disarray right now because of one individual. But let the other individual be re be the reason why you watch this team and why you root for this team. And when you have your roundtable discussion, whether it be at a table full of Modelos or it be a table full of Dos Equis, obviously we have Cinco de Mayo. You get what I'm talking about to plug beers with the boys that was on Fesco in the morning. But Patrick Mahomes, let him be your leader. Let him be the reason why you root for this franchise because you know what? When it comes to people talking to rookies, it seems that it goes in this order. Andy Reid, Brett Veach, Clark Hunt, Patrick Mahomes. Yep. That's just what it seems like. We'll come back. We'll give you some sound bites from what the rookies had to say at rookie minicamp and also what Andy Reid had to say about Colin Saunders. It's pretty great. Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price. 610 Sports Radio. This one's my favorite one. I like it. It's called Shaggy Up. What is it? Shaggy Up. Shaggy Up? Yep. Like the artist Shaggy that has yeah. a fake Jamaican accent? Oh, yeah. Or Rastafarian accent? Wasn't me. Um, Out of Bounds, Dusty Likens, Nick Price. We just compared uh, Patrick Mahomes to Jon Snow. I thought people were just going to straight up call me nerds. Uh, they said it's Pat the Prince. That was promised. 100%. Um, Tyreek Hill haters, they're going to watch Patrick Mahomes. Most exciting young quarterback in the NFL. NFL, they equals the bank of Essos. They don't care who they support or destroy as long as they are helping them. That's not very That's not very inaccurate. That's no, pretty accurate. That's pretty spot on. Uh, they said, are the Browns the Lannisters? Yeah, the Browns have got a lot of debt to pay. Yeah, they do. We'll and see if they pay their debts this time. They're though. trying their best to pay their debts right now, signing Odell Beckham Jr., pairing him with Jarvis Landry. Um, boy, they picked up a debt in Kareem Hunt, and they're trying to pay that debt back as well. Maybe John Dorsey is... If Joffrey Baratheon or Joffrey Lannister, it's actually Joffrey Baratheon, grew up and uh, didn't choke on pigeon pie, that maybe he would be John Dorsey. I even think that maybe he's Tywin Lannister because he's not a bad guy, but he's just running and looking out for his guys, you know, like his family is what he does everything that he for, and he'll do anything that he needs to. 
Okay, let's bring it back in. You get in. that? Yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's bring it back in. Bring it back in. Um, 435 Podcast Network on 6 Sports Radio, um, 610sports.com. Download the radio.com app. You can listen to everybody's podcast. Nick Price, you have one. Yep. Right? It's called All Caught Up. All Caught Up. It's what happened over the weekend that maybe you didn't catch up on. Comes out on Monday uh, Monday mornings, Monday afternoon. Check it out there. Also, um, Show and Mrs. Show. That one's entertaining. Yeah, it is. Ron and his wife. Oh, yeah. Uh, they talk about just life, man. It's pretty funny. Uh, then also the Game of Thrones podcast. You can hear us every morning live, Monday mornings at 5 a.m., leading you right into Fesco in the morning to talk about Game of Thrones in the episode that was. Check it out. Also, download it if you'd like to. It's on the 435 Podcast Network. And uh, you know what I mean? That's all you got to do. You want more content? You want interesting content? That's where it's at. Radio.com app. Download it. Um, if you want to engage with us today, Protein House, E with a Purpose, text line 69306. But... The rookies have spoken from minicamp, and there was a little bit of interesting things that were brought up, including Colin Saunders, why he wears 99, Thornhill, why he chose the number he chose, and everything else. And what caught your ear, Nick Price, was a couple of things. Yeah, so first of all, you talked about Colin Saunders, and everybody's talking about the backflip that he did. Yeah. And Andy Reid came out and talked about how he was impressed with Colin Saunders. Yeah, so Saunders, I like uh, not just because he can do a backflip at 320 pounds, but um, he had been a running back, and so now he's in high school, and here he is uh, now a defensive lineman. So you see that athletic ability and explosion. Yeah, and then so Juan Thornhill comes out, and he is asked about Colin Saunders being able to do a backflip because Thornhill's very athletic and everything, and this is what he had to say. I mean, honestly, like, I didn't even know too much about it. Then, like, I saw that, I was like, I I've never seen that before because a guy that big, I didn't know he could move like that. But it's pretty impressive. Like, also, like, with me, I know I can do backflips and things too. But like you said, that guy that big and can do and move like that, that's pretty good. Yeah, so now we got to listen to what Colin Saunders had to say about the backflip. No, no, nobody. I mean, they joke around it, but, you know, everybody's trying to keep everybody healthy. So, you know, I, I was like, I'm going to just keep my feet on the ground um, as long as I can. Unless, you know, Coach Reed tell me to do one, I might, I might have to do one. But... Other than that, I'm, I'm keeping my feet on the ground. Yeah, so not any more backflips for Colin Saunders, at least now that he's in the NFL. But still, that was a lot of fun. Another thing that I really liked was um, Thornhill talking about how he's excited to play with Honey Badger, and that's somebody that he looked up to in the past. I haven't had a chance to talk to him, but honestly, when I was growing up, I used to watch his, like, every before every college game, I used to watch his college film because I just love how he played. He always keeps that energy going. And, like, I pride myself just like that. I keep my energy up and try to play well, and I think we'll be a great fit. I find these type of things interesting because these guys have not been on this team very long. These guys literally just got signed officially today. And what's crazy about all this is the fact that all of this happens, right? This is where you have to check yourself. Hardman was basically drafted from a lot of people's perspective as the replacement of Tyreek Hill. Right. And immediately when he comes to the team, he's told by Andy Reid, we're going to work you. We're going to throw deep balls. I hope you're ready. Patrick Mahomes calls him and talks for a short period and says, hey, basically, let's get to work, man. Like, I'm going to use you. I'm going to make you a weapon. Let's see what can happen. You got a 4-3-3-40. You're a return specialist. We drafted a guy like that before. He became an all-pro receiver. Okay? Then you look at, he chooses number 17. They ask him, what number do you want? Here's a range of numbers. Chris Conley, you're now officially erased. You're no longer a part of this team. 
You're in Jacksonville now, I believe, and your number is gone. So on a day where all these Star Wars nerds come out on May the 4th, which Chris Conley, huge Star Wars nerd, his number is now being worn by a different person. Moving on, you listen to Thornhill. Why he chose number 22. Pretty simple. Here's his reasoning. Okay, well, I was 21 in college, so I was just like, okay, I want to get as close to 21 as possible. And then, I, and then they said I had 22, and I was just thinking, like, man, that's a that's a good number to have. Because, like, for example, I was 21 in college, and then you jump to 22, that means you're taking a step up. So getting number 22 just is just symbolizing me taking a step up and, and bettering myself as a person and, and as a player. So you look at that as, like, taking a step up. 21 to 22, 21 occupied, 22 not. Which I look at it as speculation before I go in. Ooh, 22. Right. You know, I remember a 22 on this defense. Yeah, not Orlando Skandrick. Nope. The hell with that guy. I thought of Marcus Peters. And that's a, that's a tough line to, to walk in this town. There's, again, a divided fan base on that as well. But he chooses 22 because it's the next step up. He wants to move on from there. And then we get to Colin Saunders on why he wants to wear 99. He looked up to Aaron Donald. He said Aaron Donald paved the way for short linemen. They're both coincidentally six feet tall. Aaron Donald is a freak. Uh, when he takes his shirt off, it makes me jealous, extremely jealous, because he has a six-pack that you could do a luge off of where you could pour the alcohol and, yeah, whatever you want to call it. That's weird. A little weird. That's all yeah. right. I mean, I'd probably take one. Yeah. I mean, how many times did you say you took a shot off Aaron, Aaron Donald's, Donald's chest? <laughs> Aaron Donald's six-pack? Hell, I'd even do it after a game. Whew. But the thing about this is, is that you see these young kids, the day they're signed, the day their dreams become reality, and they're cool as a cucumber in front of the press. Now, they're not getting hit hard with questions. Like, they're not getting asked about Tyreek questions because that's not what it's about. It's about rookie minicamp. Yeah, it's all lighthearted stuff. And you hear whenever... Whenever, uh, whenever Thornhill was asked about the honey badger, and he asked, he's like, oh, you know, what'd you do? And you're like, our nickname for him is Baby Badger. Yeah. Spread it out. He said, I'm not going to talk a lot unless I'm on the field. Now, we know that that is now the honey badger. Tyron Matthews, we know that that's like his new role. He's the dog on this defense. Eric Berry's gone. Justin Houston's gone. Derek Johnson's been gone. All those guys are gone. You need someone to stand up. Be accounted for. Mm -hmm. Chris Jones hasn't signed the new contract. He wasn't in voluntary minicamp. It doesn't have to be. Doesn't matter. But Tyron Matthews is going to be that guy that's going to talk for everybody. In fact, he was at Frank Clark's signing when they signed Frank Clark. He mm -hmm. was there shaking his hand, ready to rock and roll. Of course, a lot of people think Frank Clark is the third best pass rusher behind Von Miller and Khalil Mack. I'm cool with that. Being, yeah. Being third sign in me that, up. Like being third in that category is totally okay. Like, that's not one of those, if you're not first, you're last, Ricky, body, Ricky Bobby mannerisms. That's one of those things where, like, okay, the two best linebackers in the NFL, and I'm behind them. Okay, cool. The other thing about this that's interesting is that they're all still about business. Like, a lot of them, they had a little bit of cliches in there, like a little bit of cliche, which I'm okay with right now. But, like, Colin Saunders is like, yeah, I'm not going to do a backflip unless Andy Reid asked me to do it. So you know where he knows his focus is, like immediately getting here. And I get it. They played football their whole life. They know how it works when it comes to the, the pyramid scheme of who's where. 
Now, the Chiefs are a little bit different than some franchises because I do believe that it is Andy Reid at the top, even though he's not owner of this team, even though he's not technically the GM of this team. Andy Reid runs this franchise. What Andy says goes. Exactly. And it's always going to be that way. I mean, he says, listen, after everything. So, I mean, it's just, it's fitting. Right. Like, of course, I'm going to listen. You are the head honcho that should wear a poncho. I guess he does wear a poncho. Pretty much. The head poncho. Yeah. So, when it comes to that, and then you also see that the leadership that has Patrick Mahomes, who is the 23-year-old MVP of the NFL, he's talking to these guys already. He's only started for one full season, but in that one full season, he took the league by storm. And now you get these rookies that come back and they talk today. And the Chiefs, very good job signing four of six a week after the draft. That is very, very impressive. Yeah, it almost never happens that quickly. Hardly ever. And these guys talked. They showed you a little bit of their personality. And I think we're going to have a lot of fun with Thornhill and Saunders because they're already playing off each other. Oh, by the way, if there's an odd Sharks preseason prop bet, I would throw at least $200 that Colin Saunders has an offensive touchdown this year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because we remember when Don Terry Poe did it, and it was Hungry Pig right, and he scored, and Andy Reid's got that in his playbook. I mean, why not get Colin Saunders in there? Hell, he played running back in high school, and he was asked what was more fun, running after guys and running them over or staring a guy basically blank to blank in the face and just mauling somebody over and getting to the quarterback. We're going to see a lot of that. We're going to see a lot of big guys on the off or the defensive line and talk about a team that struggled in defense that went off last year and now this year. Totally different scheme, new personalities, bigger dogs on the field. I'm excited about what these rookies can bring. I'm excited that four of the six are signed. And basically, hey, guys and gals, and kids, gents, grandmas, grandpas, Kansas City, everybody. Football's basically back. You got rookie minicamp right now. It's going to come back to OTAs. Next thing you know, it's going to be July. They're going to be doing training camp. Next thing you know, they're going to be in Jacksonville September 8th playing Nick Foles in the Jags. Yeah, I mean, the NFL's already become such a year-round league, but when you're a Super Bowl favorite or one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl, it's even more so. One of my trailblazers, one of my heroes in this industry, dropped some pretty serious news. I got to stop being funny for just a second and get serious because it kind of got serious with my man DP. Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price, 610 Sports Radio. Back in on Live and Local on Saturdays, Dusty Likens, Nick Price. Our show's title is Out of Bounds. Got another show, Monday mornings, 5 a.m., a show that has no name. It's a pun on the Game of Thrones episodes. Join us on Mondays at 5 a.m. or if you're not up that early. Shame. Another Game of Thrones reference. Nice. Um, you can catch the podcast at 610sports.com or the radio.com app. We need all the help we can get. Only three episodes left. Yep. Game of Thrones final season. The lady who plays Daenerys Targaryen says this week's episode will be bigger than last week's episode. Mm-hmm. Boy, if that's not a ratings bait click there. Right. How can you get bigger than last week? Seven people died. Anyways, coming up after us at 2 o'clock. Shortened show. Normally you go till 3 p.m. But coming up after us is Josh Klingler with the Royals pregame show. As Cody Tapp is at a wedding. Hopefully not the red wedding. I'm done with puns. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, Cody Tapp, he's uh, he's out of he's out of the out of the office today. He's at a wedding, so uh, he gets to take a day. Yeah, his first two days off in a row since before spring training. So I think he's earned it. 
which the Royals lineup is out, and Chris Owings is not playing today. So maybe as many times as Cody takes off, Chris Owings will take off. Mm. Ah, we need Cody here. He's our insider. He's our guy, Cody Tapp. But we mentioned before the break that some serious news has happened, and I, I do want to address this because I'll get into it after we play the audio. But Dan Patrick, he announced on his show the last week that he is suffering from an illness, and it's sad, and it struck a nerve in myself. There's something I wanted to bring up, and it, it's had to do with my health over the last seven years because there are moments on this show when I have had memory loss, uh, and I'll tell you what it's due to, but there are times when I feel like my mind and my mouth are not working together, and I think you've come to expect me to perform at a high level, and I was just going to pull the curtain back because... I don't know where I'm headed over the next five months. I've been going through treatments here for what I have is, is called polymyalgia rheumatica. I've had it for seven years. It's intense joint pain. If anybody's ever had this, then you'll understand. It's like having the flu and you're not nauseous. And I would have this every day. I woke up one Saturday morning and I couldn't tie my shoes. I couldn't walk. And it was joint pain, both hands, both shoulders, both elbows, both hips, both knees. Uh, even a tooth I had replaced. I could feel pain every single morning and get out of bed. I hated getting out of bed. And there were times when I just said, I don't know what I have. Um, and they don't even know how to treat it. They don't even know how I got it. And then they gave me prednisone. And prednisone is wonderful, but it's horrible. And I took prednisone and it took away all this joint pain. There were times I'd come into the man cave, all of these toys that we had, shoot basketball, you could play golf. I didn't want to do any of it. It hurt. So here I am with Dan Patrick. And I know before we get going that I am a person of, you know, dark, witty type of humor. And I know that life goes on and people get older and things happen to the human body that sometimes we just can't explain. But I'm going to do my best to explain what Dan Patrick means to me and why this audio to me was just so damn sad. I wasn't one of those kids that when I grew up, even though I played basketball, football, and baseball, baseball being my main focus on a sport, Basketball was fun. My dad was my coach in Little League, but that's not where we're at. Dan Patrick, to me, was a trailblazer and somebody that I looked up to as just a very young kid. When I was a kid, I used to watch SportsCenter, and all I could ever remember was Dan Patrick and Keith Olbermann. The way they delivered sports changed a lot of things, not just for me, but for the sports world in general. Now, this is even before sports radio really started to take off. And you got personalities like Jim Rome and Nick Wright and Colin Cowherd and guys like that that built their personality on the airwaves that have now made their way to TV. And Dan Patrick did it in a way that just really struck a nerve in me at a young age where I looked at my dad when we would watch SportsCenter late at night or we'd watch SportsCenter in the morning before he'd go to work. And Dan Patrick and Keith Oberman would go back and forth with content that was just so damn funny and so damn good and so damn different that it made me tell myself, I know at such a young age, I'm never going to play professional sports, but I always want to be around professional sports. Whether that be in management, talk radio, TV, whatever it might have been. Because I knew that I was always goofy and always had a screw loose in my head when it came to certain types of topics and humor in sports and life. And I saw with my own eyes at a young age that that dream could actually become a reality by watching Dan Patrick and watching Keith Oberman, watching Kenny Mayne, watching the late, great Stu Scott. 
Those guys made it fun, and they made it interesting. And those are two very important steps of something that you need when trying to go into a career field. I just didn't know when I got older how to accomplish that. I went to college. I learned under a study of a professor of Joe Moore. He told me, you can use your personality. You just got to get polished. And I would go back, and I'd watch the Dan Patrick show, and I'd listen to his banter back and forth with McLovin. And Dan Patrick did it for me. In fact, when I would have to do production work at our sister station, 1660 The Score, and they'd have Dan Patrick on the air, I would listen. Dan Patrick was a guy that I looked up to because he was himself in a world of seriousness. It used to be, how dare you be funny about sports? You got to be like Vin Scully. You got to be serious. You got to be drawn out with it. You got to make sure it makes sense. But I always knew that I was never going to play a professional sport because like you see on those Enterprises commercials, millions of athletes go to college and play sports and millions of athletes don't go pro or millions of athletes go pro in something else besides sports. I wasn't going to go be a salesman. I wasn't going to go work in a cubicle. I wasn't going to work in an office job. I was going to want to try to work here. And Dan Patrick is one of the reasons why I work here. One of the reasons why I pursued my career. Are there times where I can't pay a bill on time? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, I look at what Dan Patrick started, and I know that there's a possibility that one day maybe I can get there. Now, Dan Patrick is on the top of the sports world. He's one of the meccas of this industry. And when you hear audio like we just heard, it saddens me because, yes, life does go on. People get old and certain things happen. But certain things happen in a different way for others, and sometimes it strikes a nerve for you. For some people that are in the music industry, you might have grown up watching Tom Petty live videos, and Tom Petty's death might have struck a nerve to you. Today, Dan Patrick delivering that news that he's just in pain and that he has to take this medicine to make sure his joints don't hurt, but it affects his memory. It's just damn sad. And I know you kind of feel the same way, Nick Price. You're here because of guys like Dan Patrick. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you think about the pros, pros, the ultimate, like just the people who go about their business and do it the right way, Dan Patrick is definitely one of those guys. And, I mean, he's been so just so relevant and out there and just leading the sports media industry for so long. And he's always done it the right way. He's always been respectful and he just does an amazing job. And when he comes out here and gives you this little look into his life and how he later goes on to say that he's taking small doses of chemo to try to treat it. And that's what's affecting his memory loss and everything. It's just, it's sad to hear. And you just hope for the best for Dan because he's one of the trailblazers of our industry and somebody that, I mean, everybody in sports journalism looks up to Dan Patrick. You have to. He's been respectful. He's always done his job in a way that's different than everybody else. And one thing that this industry has always been striving upon is that you can be different and successful, and you can also be successful by being different. Speaking of trailblazers, they'll get mentioned coming up in the two-minute warning. Also, there's a pretty big race today. The coverage has already started, but you shouldn't even start watching until like 5 o'clock. Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price. 610 Sports Radio. About ready to wrap up this live and local Saturday as we will get you right to Royals pregame show with Josh Klingler, not Cody Tapp. Cody Tapp at a wedding. Josh Klingler in for Cody Tapp. Royals pregame show starts at 2. That game in Detroit starts at 315. Shout out, Mr. Vanderpass. Thanks for texting in. 
says, hey, Dusty, really enjoy your show as always. If you remember, I was a big Green Bay Packer fan. I know the Packers come to Arrowhead this year. Packers have really beefed up their defense. But how do you see that game unfolding in late October? Take care as always. Real easy, Mr. Vanderpass. You don't have Patrick Mahomes, and the Chiefs do. Good luck. Although you do have Aaron Rodgers. I'll take the Chiefs early by seven. I'm actually pretty excited about that game. But big race today, right? Oh, who cares? Yeah, Kentucky Derby. Thanks, Mike. Kentucky Derby's today, right? Yeah. Yeah, don't care. Not a big fan of horse racing, I know. Some of you out there are all about the thoroughbreds. You're all about the Kentucky Derby. You're all about the betting and whatnot. I'll be very short when it comes to what I believe, how much I care about the Kentucky Derby. I'm going to take tax at a 37 to 1 odds to win because how ironic is that? That if your horse named tax wins, you're immediately going to have to pay taxes on what your horse named tax won. Yeah. Right? A lot of taxes, too. I'm going to go with, I was going to go with Game Winner just because I like the name, but I like this one even better. This is my dark horse. Long Range Toddy, 49 to 1 odds. Sharpie. What's what's the name of that horse? Long Range Toddy. Why do you say toddy like that? I don't know. It's just, I feel like that's how it's supposed to be said. Have you ever had a hot toddy? No, I don't know what that is. It's like a whiskey drink that you microwave. It's like supposed to put you to what? bed. Yeah, really? Like warm so. milk, but Six, alcoholic? 69306, eat, eat with a purpose text line from the Protein House. Eat with a purpose text line. You'll get it one of these Explain days. to Nick Price what a hot toddy is. Somebody knows what a hot toddy is on the text line. It's like whiskey that you put in the microwave, and I think you put, like, honey in it. Uh, oh, man, I'm all about that. Okay. I'll try it. It's like that chamomile tea. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Alcoholic tea. Yeah. It's like grandfather's mouthwash. Sign me up. A hot toddy. I don't AKA. know about grandfather's mouthwash, but. That's what I feel like it is. Uh, yeah. Okay. I see it. I see what you're talking about now. Yeah. Uh, hot toddy. But I mean, I don't know. The Kentucky Derby to me is so boring just because like coverage starts at noon and you're like, oh yeah, the race is getting ready to start. Now, obviously, if you're a Kentucky Derby guru and you watch it all the time, you know how to do things. Like, you know to. Tune in at a certain time. You know when to start watching. You've probably done your prep. Maybe you go to one of these Midwestern Kentucky Derby parties where you wear an enlarged hat and you drink mint juleps. By the way, mint juleps are trash. I cannot stand mint juleps. They're disgusting. The only good thing about the Kentucky Derby, though, is one, if you're a big betting person, Bourbon then it's a, good, it's a good day. And two, Kentucky Derby parties where you get – so drunk by the time the race starts, you probably don't remember it anyway, but it's a good day. One day, Nick Price will get out of his fraternity days. Maybe. There it is. No microwave from the 913. Brew up tea, add honey, add whiskey. Hot toddy. Okay. I'm down with that. Sounds a lot better than tea- just putting whiskey in the microwave. I mean, that's just how you, if you're like a, if you're a drunkard like myself and you just want to get to the point quick, because you know how millennials want everything immediately. Right. That's just the narrative that my life is. Millennial, snowflake, whatever. I'm going to brew up tea. I'm going to add some honey, put some whiskey in there. I'm still, if the tea's, I guess, brewed, it's probably hot. Right. Um, man, I might have a hot toddy soon. Um, number one, sundresses. I don't know what that means, but I'm just reading the text line right now. 913, whiskey, warm water, lemon rind, and with cloves and honey. It's the best from the 913. Got to try it if it's the best. That's what they said. Uh, I don't drink all alcohol. They are great. Come on, Nick. Oh, I'm sorry. This is from Goatman. That's Goatman. I drink all alcohol. They are great. Come on, Nick. Of course, Goatman drinks hot toddies. He's probably drinking hot toddies right now. He's probably about four or five deep. 
You think there was a guy named Toddy that just started drinking these things? And they're like, what's in your tea, man? Oh, you know, just a little honey, just a little lemon rind and some uh, whiskey. I'm sorry, what was that last ingredient? Whiskey. Oh, what do you drink it for? To go to bed. It's all heated up. Call it a hot toddy. Um, I don't know. I just, eh. Kentucky Derby, I guess it is what it is. I feel bad because, like, we bet on horses, but I also, like, don't understand. Because, like, it's so crazy that as soon as a horse wins a Kentucky Derby, they just stud it out, and it makes so much money. Oh, yeah. Like, that's where the most money is. It's like when your horse wins, boom, you're in. Makes you wonder, could you stud out other athletes? Something to think about. I don't know. It's kind of weird. I mean, it's weird, but that's like, you know, that you go down a dark. That's basically path. what we're doing. I mean, you base. I mean, I'm going down a dark path. I don't really want to do all that, but uh, um, you know, it just makes me think. There are people that get involved in the Kentucky Derby, and there's people that just watch it for that quick two and a half minutes around the track, and then you try to hope that there's a triple crown that happens. Right. You know, like I didn't see the movie Secretary. I just don't understand it. And now we're getting all these athletes, and you get all these other people that go out to the Kentucky Derby, and it's more so a fashion statement. Like Tom Brady's there with a bunch of dudes. Sean McVay's there, and for some reason he's either already lit or he's just got Adam Gay size. I don't know what it is, but he is what appears to be having a very good time. Talking about having a very good time, remember Wes Welker handing out $100 bills? Yeah, that's right, because didn't, yeah, he, he won, right? Yeah. And then he started, yeah. Yeah. He also might have been under the influence of some party drugs. At that the also time. reminds me of when Michael Scott in the office gives Oscars like a handicapped uh, nephew when they run the race. Mm-hmm. He gives like $25 and he thinks it's just for the entire thing. Yeah. But it's $25 per mile that he can run. Yeah. And he just goes into it. He's like, hey, man, I didn't mean to put that much money to it. Is there any way that I can like take it back? Two-minute warning. That'll bring Long us to the two-minute warning. $25 a mile, and he went 18 miles the year before. What the heck? Let's go. Two-minute warning. Couldn't happen at a better time. Jeffrey Flanagan of MLB.com, beat writer for the Royals, says today, well, he said it yesterday in an article. He says, Ned Yost, I work to make everyone on the team better. I don't just throw them in the trash can when they struggle. That was Ned when they was talked about Chris Owings' slow start today. Ned hinted today, according to Jeffrey Flanagan per Twitter, that they will back off from playing Chris Owings every day. He just needs to slow down. He's really grinding. Maybe play him three times a week. We'll see how it works. I don't know. I don't know what's going on in Ned's head. I have no idea. I don't think I've ever understood what's going on in Ah, Ned's head. Just call up Nicky Lopez. I'm ready to see my guy, Nicky Lopez. After that, Chiefs rookie spoke today. We got a a slate up. Andy Reid started the press conference off, kind of told everybody what was going on, how things were going to work out. After that, we got Nicole Hardman. Then we got Thornhill. And then we got Colin Saunders. They all picked out their numbers. Hardman will wear 17. Thornhill will wear 22. Colin Saunders will wear 99. Also, the Chiefs have signed four of six drafted players from this year's draft just a week after the draft. Also, last night's Blazers and Denver game. Kansas City, if you want to jump on an NBA bandwagon, get on Portland. Yeah. You don't have to jump on Golden State. You're too far gone. You don't have to jump on the Houston Rockets. Too far gone. Portland Trailblazers with Dame Lillard and C.J. McCollum and Enos Cantor. Boy, that was fun last night. Four overtimes. They play again Sunday. That's been the two-minute warning. From the 816, Kentucky Derby. It equals hotties and sundresses. 
Speaking of hotties and sundresses, Josh Klingler's just walked into the studio, and he's got your Royals coverage today that starts at 2 o'clock on 610 Sports Radio. Again, no Chris Owings today, as Ned Yost has just hinted at. I'm going to give him a little bit of time off. So they're not going to put him in the trash can. It's going to put him in the recycle bin. Bring him back later. That's right. Um, Kentucky Derby today around, I don't know, 4.30-ish. It always is drawn out. Also, Rockets, Warriors tonight, Royals, tri- Tigers, 315 on 610 Sports Radio. 315, it, rem- it rhymes with Kling, and he's got your Royals coverage. Starting here in about two and a half minutes for Nick Price. For Brandon Kylie before us, live and local Saturdays continues. Thank you, Kansas City. Stay safe, have fun, enjoy the weekend. Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price. 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.